episode of Your Creation Vibration. I'm your host, Sarah Price. I just want to start this inaugural episode by explaining the purpose of the podcast and telling you about my work and experience, which led me to create it. Uh, I've been working as a spiritual medium for over 20 years, and while a lot of the work is about connecting my clients with the spirit world for whatever they're seeking from it, which is more often than not reassurance, like, did I do right by this person while they were here? Am I doing right by them now? Do they know I love them? The readings just as often are questions about how the client is doing in general. Am I where I'm supposed to be? What's my purpose? Am I doing it right? And am I loved? That need for connection and approval is pervasive in every part of our experience. And while that is a part of being human and an understandable part, it can also be the part that gets in the way of us fulfilling what we see as our potential and our purpose. And often we can't see what that purpose is because somewhere along the way, it stops being about finding our path and becomes making sure that we're staying on the path that seems to be acceptable to those around us so we can feel accepted and safe. So what I want to talk to you about in this series is how to free yourself from that focus on perceived safety of sticking with the status quo and help you focus on finding out what really matters to you and who you really are and then discovering how amazing you're going to feel when your thoughts, intentions, and actions are in alignment with that. I'm so glad we found each other. This is your creation vibration. Let's get started. start with today is just kind of an overview of what the series is going to be about, uh, what's coming up, and kind of giving you an overview of these pieces and, and how they connect. Um, gives you an idea of kind of what's what we're going to talk about, um, how we're going to develop, um, and put this together in a way that is accessible and useful. Uh, for whatever it is you're trying to do for yourself, which I hope the fact that you have found this podcast is uh, means it's a good place for you. Um, so basically, we're just going to start with an overview of what's coming and how these different pieces connect. Um, so just starting from the beginning with how the initial assumptions are formed and how they set the tone for how we do the things that we do, the way we think going forward, and how we see ourselves in these situations. But then later, how we change the way we see the world after we've had some longer and wider experience with it, and how we can adapt that to suit what we want for our real selves and our experiences to be, um, and how to take the steps towards that end. Uh, so all of this is just an introduction to these ideas, and we will go deeper into each of them over the next few weeks. Um, so just beginning with how our initial assumptions are formed. Um, so when we're born, you know, we're coming into a world we're not familiar with yet, and the brain has to work fast to figure things out because its whole job is to protect us, keep us safe. And it doesn't have a whole lot of time to figure things out for us before we start to get a little bit of autonomy in our world and have to sort of socialize and figure out who we are and how we want to present. And, you know, we're little, so we don't even know that's what we're doing. So the brain is kind of putting these pieces together for us to uh, give us a blueprint, uh, basically. And all of that is coming from our surroundings. 
it isn't coming from inside us yet. Um, so, you know, it's taking the data that's available in order to figure out how to best protect it, protect us and keep us alive. And, you know, because the first job is sort of keeping your heart beating and your blood flowing and your nervous system communicating. But then beyond that, there is a need to keep you safe socially. So it's figuring out how the world works around you and how to adapt your behavior to be safe within it. So by the time you're five years old, you've got a solid base for how you're seen, how you fit into the world, and how you keep yourself safe in it. Um, and, but the very early stages of these ideas, of course, uh, because of you and understanding are still very limited at that time, it's just, it's also the most powerful imprint on us, uh, because we don't have the experience yet to recognize false or biased messaging. Uh, so later we'll go uh, a deeper dive into this uh, and then also talk about the adolescence, our 20s, and how things develop for us where, even as we are becoming more aware of ourselves, we're also becoming more aware of the social construct. And then it feels like even as we're getting more independence, that maybe the stakes are getting a little bit higher for us uh, socially. And that can be a very powerful thing um, to make us stay within that status quo and not move outside of it. Um, because it's not just a, a thought that we're coming to ourselves, although that comes into it. It's kind of fed to you all the time. And so a lot of what we do over this time into adolescence in our 20s especially is kind of figuring out um, who am I in this and do I want to fit into what I'm looking at or do I want to kind of have my own path or find my own people. And that is, it's a difficult decision to make sometimes. Um but the process of experience is what gets us to that next stage. So when we are ready to move away from what has been shown to us, when we are clearer that we want a different path and we want to be able to express ourselves in a different way, or at the very least, um, escape what's been going on around us and didn't feel right to us, what does that look like? Um, it can start with just the knowledge that your ideas are different uh, than what's going on around you um, and trying to explore that. And in a lot of cases, you're going to find that what's around you is the state of people being okay with sticking with what they're hearing. Um, if you have ideas that are very different from that, uh, you're going to find that what you're listening to isn't working for you and what you're expected to believe in and adhere to isn't working for you. And if you're not finding an outlet that's working for you yet, 
Um, maybe partly because you're still in that kind of discovery stage of what is going to work for you. You haven't found it because you don't know quite what that is yet. It's just the beginning of an idea that this isn't going to work for me. I don't believe in this or it just doesn't feel right to me. I'm not enjoying this. Um, so then you're trying to work out what comes next then. Where do I belong? Um, Further down the line, when you're really ready to break away from everything that you've been shown, especially if it has been a really bad representation of yourself to you, depending on the soul that you have and the experience you're having and what you came here to learn through experience, sometimes the process can take a long time of gathering information, gathering experience, so that you not only get a clearer idea of who you are and what you want, but that you're getting to a place where you are ready to move on and have things working better for you uh, and more independently for you where you don't fear as much the social construct and what you see as the consequences of going out on your own and doing your own thing. Um, and I have a lot of clients who kind of give themselves a hard time about why did it take me this long? You know, why it seems so obvious now what was going on. Why did this take me so long? And I'll tell them because you had a lot of information to put together. You had a lot of data to put together. Um, if you can see this experience here in this physical experience, as kind of a science experiment and take the personalness out of it, take the ego out of it. Um, it's, it's easier kind of put, to put that timeline together. Okay. So when I was little, I was told this. I started to come into an awareness that didn't, that didn't really sit well with me between maybe eight and 12 years old. And then I went into this kind of social, life where you're still a kid but you're going towards adulthood in in those teen years and you're getting more of an idea of it because there's less around you that's just about family um and then going into your 20s you're taking on that adult role and maybe even a parental role um where you've got another perspective again so you're going through these processes so that you kind of like a funhouse mirror in a way you're you're seeing things from so many different perspectives so that you can gather that information so that you've got something to really work with when you are ready to go forward so when you get to that place where you are ready for any kind of change and this isn't just one change that happens it's um, at any kind of new chapter, but a new chapter that is designed by you, initiated by you, because where you are doesn't work for you anymore. There's kind of a rainbow of emotions that go through you while you're doing that. Um, what I found the pattern to be is that it can start with uh, just kind of irritation about what's around you. Um, and not feeling like you've got a place in that, uh, nor do you want a place in that a lot of the time. Um, 
And as you become clearer with the fact that it's not aligned with your beliefs or your desires, your reaction to it becomes more pronounced. So you can start with that irritation. Um, but as you outgrow the situation you're in and want to grow into the one that you create or one that you at least thinks is, think is more aligned with you, there can be a kind of a frustration and a feeling of suffocation and even anger about being in it um, because it has become tight and uh, constrictive because you've outgrown it. Um, but the emotion that you want to get to, and it seems like anger would be the one you want because that's what's going to make you break free, but it actually isn't, and I'll explain that in a second. The one you want to get to is boredom. You want to be bored with the situation because that is the point where you have um, finally come to terms with that this is not where you belong, but you also don't have that tug of war going on inside you anymore where you're trying to hold on to it and you're trying to make it work and you're trying to still fit in because there's still kind of a concern about uh, if I go off and do my own thing, Am I uh, going to be alone? And so when you get to that place of boredom, you're ready to move forward. And sometimes we don't get to that place by ourselves. Sometimes we need some help. And so the universe will either uh, kind of step in and create a situation that pushes you out of that uh, kind of against your will because otherwise you're going to keep hanging on. And I was always that type of person. I just wanted to stay and make things work and do everything I could to, you know, keep things going and keep things positive. Um, and so sometimes I would very suddenly be removed from that situation. Um, maybe sooner than I thought I was ready to, because things needed to progress for me. Um, and I found a lot of people, go that way, you know, and in the moment, that's going to give you a lot of weird feelings about what was that about? And was that my fault? And, it, it, and that can make things more difficult going forward. Because usually in that moment, something you're not aware of is that you have gathered everything you needed from that chapter of your life, um, in order to move into the next chapter. Um, and that next chapter is made up from the new vibration that you're in, that you have earned through your experience and willingness to grow, even if all of that's happening in a way that you're not even aware of, like you're not mindfully trying to grow. Um, it's aligning with the new version of you and your new standards for yourself because you've learned and gathered what you needed from the last chapter and you've outgrown it, which is why it's so uncomfortable. But some of us, you know, will still try to hold on anyway. Um, even when we're very much ready to move on because there's an uncertainty around, is this going to work for me or not? Is this the right time or not? Or am I being delusional? Um, and so this universe will step in and kind of kick you out of that situation. But if it doesn't do that, sometimes what it will do is make the situation more uncomfortable for you. Um, 
just in an attempt to get us to allow for the change. Something I always tell my clients is that sometimes the universe has to make your situation unbearable. Because if it was just 10% more tolerable, we would just stay intolerated. at odds with your mindful intentions, even when you're really clear about what you want that to be. Uh, the brain can change course. It just needs to be shown that it's safe to do so. And that is where the homework I'm going to give you with each episode will come in. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit more near the end of today's episode. So because your brain has been in a certain space with what it considers safe for, for you for some time, some of it since you were little, some of it has developed over time. Getting it to budge from that space can be really tricky. It sees your desire to branch out into new areas or behave differently than you normally do, it, like its kid running into traffic because the child doesn't know any better. So it's going to hold on tight to you and put up a lot of resistance against you making what it sees as dangerous moves. Uh, but there are things that you can do to help save yourself years of resistance on this and that is taking your brain through the process of change with baby steps just showing it with each new step that it is safe and actually safer than where you're coming from uh, so you kind of switch roles and you're treating it as a child in this scenario because you're the one right now who is more mindfully conscious you know you're not running into traffic you're moving away from something that is potentially unhealthy or even toxic to you um, but all it knows is the familiar, and it sees the familiar as safe because it has learned how to survive in it, and the unfamiliar as unsafe because it doesn't know that world yet, and it's just trying to protect you. So if you can also come at it as um, this is just something that needs relearning and reprogramming and to be shown this and kind of come at yourself in this situation and your brain and what it's trying to do for you with compassion, you're going to find that this works better for you as well. Uh, so the way I'm going to walk you through this is with some exercises that seem really simple, but it's baby steps towards the change that you want by showing that part of yourself that is resisting the change that is not only safe and ultimately safer than where you are right now, but also that it's fun. So I try to make every exercise and every homework I give you easy and fun uh, for a couple of different reasons. Uh, one, because you're going to be more likely to try it if it is, and also because there is a more successful response when you do things from place of fun. There's less resistance to it, so that energy can flow more easily. It immediately raises your vibration, uh, which gets you into a zone that kind of makes manifestation easier and more in inevitable. And it makes you more likely to want to try the next experiment and see how that turns out. Uh, but the overall benefit is how it introduces that higher vibration to you. So you become more accustomed to it being normal and desirable for you, therefore kind of opening the door to more regular success. I just want to mention that manifestation can show up in different forms. Um, I think it tends to be often presented as just the really big things, the great relationship or a million dollars or the perfect job. 
but what I've found is that the smaller things are ultimately more valuable and more helpful. Um, because if you get all of those things with your mindset hasn't changed, your brain could take over and sabotage the situation because it didn't know what to make of it because you weren't quite there yet with your belief system. Now, some people would be ready for it and it would be so amazing for them. And I don't mean to paint any of this with a wide brush that kind of speaks for everyone. But this guidance is more for those of us who need steps, who need strength in the foundation so we can build that beautiful house on it and have it be sustainable. And that's what I'm here to help with. idea I just want to introduce to you guys that's going to help you a lot um, on this journey. Remind yourself to come from a place of abundance. And I mean this in a way of knowing that in every situation there is an abundance of answers, options, opportunities, and that when you see someone with something that you want, try to put your brain in a mindful place of not going to jealousy or envy, but to abundance. Uh, we're very much engineered in our society to live in a scarcity mindset. It encourages us to be competitive with each other in a kind of cutthroat way that usually benefits someone other than us. And we've been conditioned that way for so long that it's become almost genetic for us. Uh, but we can stop that cycle and benefit ourselves greatly as a result of that. So there is an easy way to rewire yourself with this. When you feel your mind or body react to something you see that someone else has that you want, try to get a hold of your thoughts and tell yourself, this person has it, so it is available to have. I'd like that too. So let's manifest the way to get it. Use that situation as inspiration, and you will keep your vibration at a level that will keep you open to the path to the thing that you want. It's not about being the one with it instead of the person you see with it. It's using that situation as going, oh, that's available. That's on the menu. I would like that too. Let's get me there. So I'll talk more about this later, but I just want to introduce a visual to you as well that might help with what I'm trying to explain. Um, so in your mind, draw a vertical line. So the bottom of the line is fear, the top of the line is love. And in this way, I mean it in lower vibration, like the lowest vibration to the highest vibration. Um, as you move upward from fear to love, see also that there's like an upside down triangle forming. So that as you move upward, there's also an expansion outward. This is meant to represent that as you raise your vibrational level, you're also opening up your world to what is available to you and what can be drawn to you and how many more opportunities, inspirations, collaboration, solutions, and connections can happen for you as a result of that expansion. So something else I tell my clients is I know you can't see right now how things are going to suddenly be available to you after all this time of feeling like they weren't and that feeling being validated by one experience after another. 
But as we move you up that scale and your belief system is more and more validated in the positive, you're going to start seeing things show up by themselves. So just to illustrate this, you know how when you search for something online, suddenly you start to see ads for it everywhere. You can do that from a more positive place also with the universe. Um, I found if there's something that I just need an answer to or something I want to find, I'll put that question and intention out to the universe and forget about it. And usually within a day or so, the answer shows up. And we'll go more into this as the series progresses, but the whole process with manifestation of any kind is a clear intention, not clouding the path with self-doubt, trusting that it's going to show up, and letting it go so it can. But sometimes we need to work on that trusting and letting go part, um, because if our belief system isn't aligned with it, our subconscious is going to go, yeah, right, as soon as we put the intention out there. And then there's too much resistance for it to have a path to us. Uh, and then we have reinforced the belief that we can't have it. And that's where the baby steps come in. So again, we'll go deeper into all of this week by week. But I wanted to give you a good idea of what we're going to be talking about. So you can decide if this discussion resonates with you or not. Okay, so here's your first homework assignment. Uh, Most of the time it'll be kind of a quick but effective little experiment so you can put what we're talking about into action. Um, For this first week, I'm going to make it even easier. So your homework is to think about your favorite artist, favorite music, favorite song of the last year, or maybe something that you've loved for a long time. Whatever creation in your life that just lights you up. I want you to think about the person who created that and how glad you are that they did, that they had the belief in themselves and in their creation to put that out into the world. Because I promise you there's something inside you that is going to be joyful to someone as well, whether that's something you create and release into the world or just the fact that you are being authentically yourself. Because you never know when your permission to yourself to grow and heal and be your most authentic version of you is giving someone permission to do that for themselves too. Thank you so much for joining me on this first episode of Your Creation Vibration. For more information, you can reach me through my website, sarahpricemedium.com, where you can also join my mailing list. And you can find links there to my Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, sometime in the next week, I will also have some merchandise on the website, a workbook that will be a companion piece to the podcast, as well as downloadable pages in case you like the exercises I'm going to share with you and would like to continue working with them. Thanks again for joining me today. I hope to see you next week. Much love.